Hey, Dream Achievers, welcome to the Clarity Conversations podcast. It's your host, Cassandra Rosa, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in for the episode today. This is a personal development podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. I post episodes every Thursday. Come and join me to hear some amazing conversations. Today, I'm so excited to have Terrain Brown on the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm so excited to have this amazing interview today and for you to get to know um, this amazing human being that I've crossed paths with on the internet. When we're about to record, we ended up figuring out that we're from like probably what, like a half an hour from each other in the same area and uh, small world, small world. I was actually a guest on his podcast. So if it's live, I'll leave it in the show notes for you to check it out and see all that he has going on in the world. So first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to learn more about you and, uh, you know, shift our roles a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for having me today. Amazing. So I want to open up the floor to you just to share a little bit about what you do and who you are and what you're passionate about. Of course. So my name is Terrain. Hello to everyone that's listening. And I'm a life coach. I help men and women deal with relationships, trying to find Mr. or Mrs. Right. Or if you're the type of person that is polyamorous, you could find many Mr. or Mrs. Rights out there. (laughs) Uh, As well as I'm a podcaster, as Cassandra mentioned, and I help people identify strategy in their life, any personal issues, and make it into a triumph. So we're going from pain and maybe suffering to victory and sharing that and putting it forward for those who may benefit as well. I love that. And it's a different podcast topic that we've we've talked about here. So I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about your journey and what led you to become so passionate about helping people overcome tragedy and triumphant um, experience of their life. So do you want to share a little bit about that? Absolutely. So for me, um, I was raised without my mother or my father. So I I was raised by my grandmother. I didn't know my parents until I was about five or six years old. And my first memory of them was at their wedding. I was the ring bearer, which was pretty cool, but pretty odd at the same time, because you're delivering a ring to people that you don't really know. So I, when we moved from Montreal, Quebec to Ontario, I was living with people who were relatively strangers to me. So I had to adapt and understand that the world is an unforgiving place, but I was able to grow. I still had love. I still had everything that I needed from my grandmother. And that's what has enabled me to think and wonder if only I had someone who who can help me with my voice at that time, maybe I would have been more successful earlier on. So that's why I decided to be that voice for those who maybe feel voiceless as they're going through their experiences, especially as a child where you're kind of alone in a way because your parents are supposed to be your protectors of you. Well, thank you for sharing a part of your story with us in that way. And I really love how you went through what some people would label as a shortcoming in their life, a difficult situation. And that almost seems like the fuel that fired you to help others. So why do you think that it's important for people, especially that are aspiring to be a life coach, to take what they could label as the tragedies, the difficulties in their life, and really use that to channel into helping others? 
I believe that's where passion is born. I think passion for many of us is born out of suffering and it puts you in a situation to be empathetic as well as sympathetic. Um, and that's why I think um, women are so better equipped at doing that because they're just naturally nurturers, right? They wanna care, they're the nurses, they're the teachers, they're the social workers. So they're in daycares, they're in child, um, adverse child counselors who may have a difficulty. So I think that's where my passion comes from. And that's why it has fueled me to become a life coach because there's so many of us who don't know how to get through this life because being an adult can be difficult. When we're kids, we're running around, we fall down, we look around. If our parents aren't there, we jump back up, we just keep going. But as adults, sometimes we lose focus of humanity and what life is truly about and the blessings of it. So that's why I became a life coach to help those understand that, hey, there's more to this life than paying bills. You can find your happiness. Let's just find out what makes you happy. Yes, I love that. And it may seem like a simple enough message, find what makes you happy, you know? Um, and it's spoken about in so many self-help books and podcasts and motivational speeches. Um, but I think that it can be that simple, you know, it doesn't have to be this big and vast thing. And looking for the passion is so uh, powerful and important as the beginning of the process. So since you've overcome the tragedy that you experienced in your life, would there be specific advice that you would have gave that version of yourself that was really going through the thick of it? And do you want to speak into a little bit more about what that experience was in that time? Yes. Yeah, so what I began to realize that the world can be a very cold and unforgiving place and people care about what you're going through um, on an individual and very specific level. Like you and I may care about we, what we go through because we're connected in a way that we've had conversations and we know where to go. Your friends, the same thing. Your family, those close to you, same with me. But when you step out into the world and when you leave your house, you begin to realize that the world doesn't care. You're just another person that's walking down the street. You're just another person that's working at that job. You're just another person that is being dated, being courted. So what I began to realize and the steps that I have taken is that to find appreciation for myself, by myself and with myself. And by that, I mean, you need to be comfortable being alone. You need to be comfortable loving yourself and not expecting others to love you. Because if you can't love yourself in the way that you want to be loved, you're not going to be able to find the love that you need. Because if you can't give it to yourself, you can't expect anyone else to. So that's when I began to realize that I need to improve and I need to do these things. And I can't use my upbringing as a crutch. I can't use it as a way to say, woe is me. The world hates me. I'm going to be nothing. We know the number. Single parents, children born to single parents, they fail the majority of the time right? They're either criminals, they're either low income earners. There's so many disadvantages that they have. You take away both parents, they're even more disadvantaged. But do you want to be a victim the rest of your life? Or do you want to be a, a victor in your life? And that's ultimately what I chose. And by doing that, I began to understand the world. And I asked myself, asked myself what do I want? How can I get it? And what are the type of people that I need to surround myself to not only push me to the next level, 
but help maintain me at the level that I desire. I love that. So many golden nuggets that you just shared. So definitely rewind and listen to that piece again. There's so much to unpack. And I know that I'm going to do it myself while I'm editing and listening to this episode again. And I really like how you're speaking to about the victim mindset and the crutch. Sometimes when we go through um, tragic moments in our life, or even, you know, just like the downfalls, we can kind of hide behind that and use that as maybe an excuse for the way that we're showing up in the world and how we're interacting with others and relationships, which you touched on. And is there something that allowed you to kind of flip the switch from being through the thick of it and being in the, oh, what was me type of mindset to being like, no, I want to triumph up through, through this. I want to flip the switch. I want to get on the other side of it. What would you recommend? What I did was I began to realize that my childhood experiences began to manifest itself into my dating experience. So in my 20s, I was having, well, my early 20s, I was, I was, I was having difficulty um, dating women. So I was, like, I was attracting a specific type of person, but it wasn't necessarily the person that I felt I can build with. So what I did was I took a step back and I began to ask women out there, what are the type of guys you're interested in? What are the type of guys that you look for? What do you want men to do? Because I think sometimes men in general, we forget that we're the ones who pursue women in general. So we need to understand what they want and what we can provide because not every female out there is looking for the same type of person. So you have to become adaptable. And when I did that, I began to understand women a lot better and I began to position myself a lot better. So that's one of the steps that I've taken. Another one was I began to hang around more successful people. Mm -hmm. So instead of being the genius in your room of friends, because when you're the smartest person, the most successful person in the room, you're no longer learning. Your friends are learning from you, but you're not learning from them because you've stepped above them in, in, a, in a sense. So mm -hmm. what I did was I began to understand my circle of friends. I began to pursue different type of friends diversity and mindset, not only in culture and religion. And then those were the two major steps that helped me to understand the type of person I wanted to be and to be as successful as I am now, where I can still push forward because I understand life a little bit better in my 30s and in my 20s. I love that. It's so important. And there's a reason that, you know, I think Jim Rohn was the initial person that said that you're the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, so I think that that's a beautiful way, you know, to attract a different tribe of people that will elevate you and inspire you and motivate you and cheer you on. And I know in my own life, when I've gone through difficult times, shifting up my circle has really allowed me to grow. So I love that uh, being a very simple and important way to step into something new and overcome it. So with that being said, if there's someone going through a difficult moment in their life and they're ready to overcome it and go to the other side of it, what are like three tangible tips aside from the ones that you've shared to help them to move through it with more ease and get to the other side? I would say celebrate yourself. That's the first one. Say, I am going to do this. Throw yourself a party. It could be a party of one. It could be a dinner of one. Put on your favorite movie. For the ladies out there, put on your best dress, your best heels, go outside and just say, here I am world. I'm ready for the day at hand. Number two would be to 
figure out the benefit of the change that you're looking to undertake. Because you know what you want to do, but what's the benefit to you? Is it that it's going to lead you to a better life? Is it going to lead you to a better partner? Is it going to lead you to get married? Is it going to lead you to have children? Is it going to lead you to earn more money? Find out the benefits of that. And number three, find, and this is very important, probably the most important out of three, and, I, and that's why I save it for last. Find like-minded people that are going to support you in what mm -hmm. you do. One of the worst things that could happen to anyone who's creating a dream is to tell it to the wrong person who says something and that dream gets destroyed before it even becomes a reality. You yeah. don't want to go to someone and say, I want to have a big house with a husband and children. And the person turns around and says, Cassandra, you're not good enough. No man's going to love you. You will be a horrible mother. Mm -hmm. Because once you hear those words for someone who's important enough to you, you're going to be heartbroken. You're going to be devastated. And one of the things that I wish never happens to someone, but it does, is that you're going to be able to, you're going to begin to doubt. Mm -hmm. Self-doubt is a destroyer of dreams. So find someone or a group of people that believes in you like you're believing in yourself. And all you need is one. You need yourself yeah. to believe and you need one more person. It's a dream of two. That is it. Yes, that's so, so huge. I remember in the beginning of my journey, having a lot of friends that were in the nine to five life and happy with it. There's nothing against that. But when I wanted to step into entrepreneurship, they kind of looked at me like this girl is crazy over here, you know, and I started to realize that I had to shift my tribe. I had to spend more time with entrepreneurs that just get it. So I didn't have to explain myself and have even that weird look, you know, that would make me take a step back. So I think it's really huge that you shared that tip and so important. And for people that are in a circle, you know, maybe they're in a small town or maybe they're just comfortable in their group of friends that they've had for a really long time. Where's a good place to go and broaden your scope and find these people? Social media is a beautiful thing when you use it in a very positive way. It does get a lot of um, flack and a lot of negativity around it, but that's okay. Like everything, there's a good and a bad and the indifferent. Mm -hmm. But I say search them out. You, we would be surprised how many people who are starting out want to be found, mm -hmm. right? Like you will think that it's only me in my circle of five. It's only me, my circle of 10. My family doesn't get it. They want me to go to school, graduate and have two, 2.5 kids by the time I'm 30. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a beautiful dream. And it's very nice to do so because one of the beautiful things about this earth is, to me is creating life. And I get mm -hmm. the appeal of that. But for those out there who are looking to do that and a little bit more, entrepreneurs, small business owners, content creators, they're looking to be discovered, just like how you're looking to find them. Yes. So if you start online. If you could show up in person, I know things are a little bit different now since everything happened in 20, 2020 and 2021, but network, network, network. And you're going yeah. to begin to realize that the people that you grew up with, the people that you met in school, the people that you party with, they may not be with you on this journey. And that is okay. Just identify the type of people that's going to help you with this dream, because this dream is your baby and your baby needs your attention 100% of the time. Yes. I love that. 
And um, some things that worked for me were there's like this site, uh, meetup.com, and they have like little meetup groups about different things, spirituality and business and entrepreneurship, networking, whatever it may be, networking events. So those are really cool to go to. And I, I found too, even having this podcast, I've gotten to meet so many different people from all walks of life all over the world, or even people in your backyard, apparently, you know? Um, so if there's some sort of passion project that you can collaborate with others, Others, sharing your vision and hearing others' visions and stories is such a powerful way to meet people. And something I want to touch on too is if you have those friends from high school that you've had a really long time, you know, I remember being at this place of hearing these facts, feeling like I had to let everybody go in my life and have an upheaval of my network. And I think what really helped me was just shifting expectations of, of people that you know, if they're in a different stage in their life, you can still be friends with them. It's just recompartmentalizing the expectations of them. Maybe you're not going to run to them as soon as you have this big breakthrough that you're excited about or have this creative idea for your business. Um, but maybe they are the people that you kick it with and you reflect on old times or go try new restaurants with. So if you're someone that's in this transitional phase, keep that in mind too of shifting your expectations and broadening your scope and your network, like you just said, which was great. Is there anything you want to add? Yes. Yes. And I, I agree with you 100%. And there isn't anything wrong with that. There isn't anything wrong with um, having a friend. I call them, I, I label them the three types of friends. There's a friend mm -hmm. that you can call that's supportive that you probably see the least, but they're always a phone call away. Mm -hmm. There's a friend that when you see them, you see them, if you know what I mean. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's a friend that anytime there's a party, they're there because that's the type of friend that they want. Yeah. And it's okay to have different types of friends with different sets of expectations because many of us don't agree to the expectations that's placed on us. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, when I, when I joined, when I become friends with someone, there isn't a contract written that everything that they do have to support. Right. right? But we kind of expect that. So you mentioned a, a website, which is very good. I've experienced with it as well. There's what some people may not understand is some of the, even the dating sites. If you look at like, I think it's Bumble, for example, which is a dating mm -hmm. site where it has the networking section. Mm -hmm. Now I know people on the dating sites, they don't care for that swipe left, swipe right. I understand. But when you look at some of these features, some of these websites, some of these apps, when you actually explore them, you realize how many of them actually have a network section. Mm -hmm. So that is key because unless you're going to drive around and just show up at convention after convention and meetings after meetings, you may not be able to see as many people as possible, but get out there, share your message, get that elevator speech, 30 seconds, introduce yourself and you should be fine. Yes. Amazing. So you have a really amazing podcast. I was very grateful to be a guest on it. Um, do you want to share a little bit about the podcast, the mission behind it and yeah, so my podcast is just taking people's stories and digging a little bit deeper and finding out how it made them who they are. Mm -hmm. So the theme is, so the name is Behind the Shades. And when I came up with that name is because when you wear shades, you kind of hide your eyes and you kind of hide behind it. It's like the mask. And then the acronym is BTS, Behind the Scenes. How is Cassandra when she's not behind the microphone? How is she in an everyday life? So that's what I want to get to know people on that level because everyone has a story not everyone has a voice and my yeah. podcast is that voice my podcast is saying hey you went through a sexual assault 
You went through a narcissistic relationship. You went through an abuse. You're a single mother. You're an unwed mother who wants to get married. Let's find out about you and let's help you overcome some of these situations or obtain what it is that you want. So that's the theme of my podcast. So awesome. Really going deep in these conversations, which I really appreciate. And do you want to talk a little bit about what you do as a life coach, like what your offerings are, um, the type of people that you normally work with? Yeah, so I I initially try to help men and women in relationships. Um, oddly enough, I've been helping more women <laughs> in relationships. Um, I just think maybe men are a little bit hesitant to seek out help in that regard. Where women's like, yes, give me a husband train right now. So um, I've been doing that for, I went back to school, I graduated, become a life coach. So it's been about a year now. Um, Towards the end of this calendar year in 2022, I'll be working with at-risk women. So women in shelters, women who've been abused either by the system, by their partner, by a family member. I'll be working with them to help them find careers, better relationships, and to move forward. So that's ultimately what I do as a life coach. It's all about inter, interpersonal relationships and becoming better at communicating in those types of relationships. Amazing. I love that to serve that community that's so um, in, in need and to help people to overcome those tragedies. So that's so powerful. And is it like sessions? Is there a program that you walk them through? What does it look like? Yeah, so it's sessions for right now. And for those wondering, it is free. So you can always sign up. Um, there isn't a cost to it because at this point, money is not an objective. I just want to help people. So what I do is I offer sessions. It usually goes for about 45 minutes to an hour, um, as often as you want it. Um, my recommendation is once or twice a week, so you can reflect on some of the conversations we've had. But that's usually what I've done. Um, an example is one of my friends, she was a chronic dater and failed relationship after failed relationship. And she came to me, we had a conversation and it was about a mindset shift. So she wanted to get married, she wanted to have children, but unfortunately for her, many of the men that she dated weren't able to provide that type of lifestyle. They either weren't earning enough income to support themselves Mm -hmm. or they necessarily didn't have the resources because when a woman gets pregnant, she has to go on mat leave. So the other person has to step up in a different way. Right. So it was all about changing her state of mind. And then when we did that and I told her, hey, this is the type of man that you may want to seek out or at least entertain. You're going to need someone that is well-established, can take care of themselves and potentially take care of you. Because when you're off of work, they have to step up and pay the household bills. They have to be there to drive you places and things like that. So now she's dating someone who's been almost two years and they're living together. They met each other's family, and it looks like they're going down the path of potentially getting married. So fingers crossed, and that's a success story. That's amazing. So, so amazing. Definitely connect with him. What's the best way for them to connect with you um, to get these sessions, to listen to the podcast? Absolutely. So you can go to behindtheshades.ca. That is my website. You can book there. Or you can email me at behindtheshadesinterviews at gmail.com. Both are the best ways to reach me and to discuss that because we all want companionship. So it's all, instead of having a gender war, let's get together and have gender peace.
Amazing. What a powerful message to end with. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so cool hearing your story and your powerful nuggets of knowledge. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for having me today. Appreciate it. That's all for the episode today. If you enjoyed, please rate and review on podcasting platforms. If you're not already, follow me on Instagram. My handle is Cassandra Rose at A. Come and follow me for some amazing content and let me know what type of topics you like to hear next. I post episodes every Thursday, so I will see you back for another Clarity Conversation. See you then. Bye.